Yeah, and I just wanted to come back and try to do my part to help improve things. So if it's just in video to help kind of change the culture of the way things are perceived here, because there are positive things happening here. And if that is a story to be told, I want to be able to help tell it. Mm -hmm. And so if that starts here, if that starts at, you know, at Patties and Pints um, with the senior games, however I can help, I want to be a part of that storytelling process. Welcome to the Portsmouth Strong Podcast with today's special guest, my homie, Derek Mosley. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? How are you, man? Welcome good, back man. to the podcast. Oh, yeah. This is my second time. Yeah. yeah that, I forgot about that. So, you guys might remember that he came on, probably it was right before Christmas, with the marketing company. Yeah. yeah. And, and we got to learn a little bit about one of his... Many gigs that he's got going on with, with them. You're you're a busy guy. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to. Yeah. Every time I see you, you're like you're just hustling. Sure, I got a head to cut at uh, three o'clock. I'm I'm, bar- I'm a barber too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I never knew that. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. So um, yeah, we've got Derek on the show today. He's going to talk to us a little bit about um, posting videos to YouTube and YouTube marketing and. A little bit about what he's doing for us here at the gym. Hey, I'm all value. <laughs> Whatever you need. Yeah, so um, we are getting a YouTube channel going called Doc Spartan TV. And <clears throat> we you know in the past we've talked a lot about social media marketing and um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, how all that works. Right. Um, but something we're branching off into now is our creation of the youtube channel right so let's let's tell tell the listeners a little bit about what a youtube channel is why it's important okay and um the value it can create for your business yeah so i mean youtube has been around for i mean at least over a decade now yeah and they've it's it's basically becoming television i mean um more people seem to gear towards YouTube for video content um, than I believe any platform offline, mm-hmm. uh, which is the reason why I kind of forced Facebook to create Facebook Watch. Um, I mean, brands, networks, they all create short forms of their content of an actual show that you watch on television, and they will take that short piece of content and put it on their own YouTube channel because they know people spend so much time on YouTube and they use YouTube to promote the show on the network so as a business i would say if you are not creating video content or if you are creating video content and you aren't putting it on youtube uh you're losing out on a huge huge audience Mm -hmm. and it's free Uh, i mean you can't beat that um the fact that you can tag that you can easily search tags that are highly ranked based upon 
someone else's video in your niche mm -hmm. and it tells you like this video is being searched you know 150,000 times a day and you can integrate that tag in your post so you can get more eyes on it I mean you can get a thousand views a day essentially fairly quickly depending on the content that you've produced and it doesn't have to be some crazy production I mean it can be a video of you know, you changing your kid's diaper and getting peed on the mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I was going to say, one of the most popular ones that I know, because my nieces and nephews are always on YouTube, they now have people playing with Barbie dolls, and you watch, instead of playing with Barbie dolls by yourself, you watch people play with Barbie dolls yeah, or that, whatever. I have an interesting story. Uh, um, my daughter, she's six, and she watches um, a few channels on YouTube Kids, um, and there's a channel of a, a little kid, uh, I believe his name is Ryan, and his parent, his dad is an engineer. His mom used to be a teacher. She's now stay-at-home um, mom now uh, because their son's YouTube channel, which is only like two years old, netted $11 million last year in advertising. Wow. And they essentially play with toys. Yep. So before they started getting... Um, sponsorships or companies sending them toys for free for him to play with, they just went out and bought like whatever the hot toy was, yeah. and they just played in the living room and like the, like the mom or dad kind of trade off the camera. The kids basically reviewing the toys for the his videos not even or his videos aren't even reviews. Oh. It's literally him playing with the toy. Oh my god! But his like he, he's very charismatic. Um, mm -hmm. He has a crazy comedic timing for a little kid, mm -hmm. um, but his parents like kind of just act things out with him, and it's just like imagination land, and it's not some huge production or anything like that. But like his and it's kids watching his channel, yeah. and like some of his videos, six million views, five million views, and like a week old video has yeah. like well over a million views, and it's and it's nuts to see that you as as just a one person can document your life in some fashion and put it on YouTube mm -hmm. and doing it with some sort of consistency, people will follow it like it's no different than ABC mm -hmm. and some channel because that's we're all after like reality and I feel like that's sort of what we're being able to tackle now with Doc Spartan TV. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, where the idea came from, what we're doing and where we kind of want to take Doc Spartan TV. I mean, I've been wanting to do some form of, like, a vlog or web series. I'm, like, starting a vlog myself. Um, I watch a lot of uh, Travel Fields, uh, Peter McKinnon, Casey Neistat, and I, you know, feel like I have some really interesting stories to tell, and I want to kind of show off Portsmouth in a way as well. And then, you know, with that being on my mind and you kind of presenting the idea, I think we kind of follow the same path in regards to wanting to create that content mm -hmm. from the same source mm -hmm. with uh, with Gary V and where mm -hmm. he's talking about more about documentation and production I mean when you uh, when you asked I was like oh yeah that's that's no brainer like yeah, yeah for real when I asked because of the the quality that you were producing um, for anybody that doesn't know like Derek does a phenomenal job at video production um, it like not necessarily like production in the piece, you know, that it's business content or anything like that, but it's it's really kind of an art form for what you're able to produce and and do. <clears throat> and then once I saw a couple, you know, you'd done some stuff for us in the past, 
then I was just finally like, fuck it, man. Like, we need to do something full-time and get this going um, on a regular basis. Because I think there's a lot of... There's tons of unique and crazy emotional uh, touching stories, um, entertaining stories that happen through the gym, through Doc Spartan, and every other kind of craziness that uh, everyone's involved here. And I was like, we need to, we need to get this, yeah. record this somehow, <laughs> um, and get it going. And I think it's the first time. I don't know if it's the first time, but it's definitely the first time it's been done around this area, and it's the first time for like producing a near rear uh, near real time series right yeah um so the way most television shows work is i've got a good buddy an old army buddy of mine who now works for uh essentially a production company in hollywood and his whole his whole job is to create develop and pitch kind of veteran stories to bigger networks so he's actually been on the podcast before chase okay. yeah yeah so that's what he does and we had a long talk um one time about trying to figure out some sort of show here we also got approached by a producer for facebook watch the show um who knows what may or may not happen from that um but it started making me believe like okay there's a story yeah. somewhere and i'm just not gonna fucking wait on somebody to do it like right. we can do it ourselves right right but the way the way most things happen is some sort of production company gets involved and they film the pilot film pilot episode uh or maybe two or three episodes tops um and that production value is anywhere from like a hundred to five hundred thousand dollars just Jeez. to just to pull that off so then abc production company then has those episodes in the can and then they go shopping. So they'll go to Netflix. They'll go to CNN. They'll go to Nat Geo. They'll go to wherever they think is the best fit for that. And then if that um, channel picks up, they buy the rights to ABC Production Company. And then they may let them film the episode, film the rest of the season. Or they then t- buy the rights to it. And then they provide their own people to film the rest of it out oh wow so um but everybody's in a rate everybody's in a content race to find you know if you just look at like discovery channel like uh you got like all the car shows tons of shows tons of car shows and then basically it revolves around no one really gives a shit about the cars i mean they're kind of like a cool thing but it comes down to the personality and the um in the story that's being told through, like, you know, Richard Rawlings and Gas Monkey Garage, and then, hell, he spun off three or four shows. Right, right. Just from that. <clears throat> so, that's kind of on a macro level how the whole Hollywood production side of it works. Um, but we're just like, you know what? Like, let's produce our own content, get it going, and then kind of see where it goes, see where it goes from there. Um, it's a cool thing to be able to showcase all the stories, all the individuals, all the personalities who make up this place and then kind of put them on a platform 
where hell everybody literally in the world can can watch it. Right. I mean, just knowing Adobe Premiere, Final Cut Pro can pay you tons and tons of dividends because I think that's usually the problem. Like anybody can operate a camera, but I believe people probably have a hindrance about how do they present it and like the editing mm-hmm. side of it and I mean you really get that part down I mean it's just a visualization of how you see it in your head that was the thing that interested me the most about video and film when I was a teenager um, I was watching the movie Troy um, and I was blown away like by the, the movie and seeing like wow like this is Oliver Stone's like visualization of a screenplay essentially. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like you see that, you know, somebody's writing out their idea of what the story is like and then every single frame that you see is what the director visualized in his head. That part became extremely cool to me. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I want to make videos. Like, yeah, I have to learn how to edit. And so I was actually going on YouTube, um, going on Pego P-E-G-G-O dot C-O and you can rip any YouTube video or audio Mm -hmm. for free and I was like cutting up other people's stuff Mm -hmm. just so I knew how to edit and like doing all kinds of crazy effects and and learning how to do different transitions and things like that and I just kind of like taught myself uh, because I didn't have a camera at the time so every project I had would be like trying to tell like I did like a whole Cleveland Cavaliers the championship year where I did like the whole run of these integral moments and like squeezed it down in, like five minutes. That's cool. From cutting up network videos right. on YouTube. And that's honestly where I got my start. Um you're just doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you I mean you went to school kinda I went to school because I thought they were gonna teach me something I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean it's not like but that's N- knocking like right. school and that's stuff. just another side of YouTube. But I had done so much work on my own that I had like learned all the things that they were going to teach me because I kept thinking like there's some secret. Now the business side of it that became like the most integral part. I'm mm-hmm. um, in the promotional side, so like I stuck like in the marketing end of it. But like when we had like to do video, short story, film, like that was. There wasn't really anything that they could teach me that I wasn't already doing myself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of checked out and uh, just kind of went through the motions. Yeah. And I got an internship uh, with a group of people up there helping them do music videos. And that's kind of where my style comes from. Um, it just has to be a lot of movement um, and just different shots. Like, I hate static shots, like sitting on a tripod or operate from your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, it it's important for the creativity, but I would rather be moving. I was gonna say you're always right fashion. in there. Yeah. Um, so for the people listening, a couple of things that we've posted recently, or I guess I should say that Dale's posted recently, have been from the Arnold that mm-hmm. awesome video of Team Sar, the Doc Spartan booth, and even before that, Derek shot the team some assembly required partner gauntlet Mm -hmm. here at pskc and so those are just a couple of if you go back and check those out um examples of how well Derek can tell a story and make it 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 
it's so true, and you're the best person to do it, you know, because you really do capture the feeling and, you know, the emotion behind it and just really, like, and the fun and all, all the good right. the good parts, too, um, uh, when you're filming. And then, you know, of course, your editing and everything like that is top-notch, too. Right. But, um, yeah, so it's just really, really cool, and those are just some things that you can go back and check out on our Facebook pages or um, soon on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube now. Yeah, so we just released, as of this morning, uh, the first episode for... I was going to let you do that drop. For uh, <laughs> World premiere! World premiere! <laughs> for Dallas for Spartan TV, which is, you know... How long did that take you all together? It was a 10-minute video, so all together, how long does that take from minute you're recording... Editing, publishing to get that ten minute video out. It's about six hours. Six or sixty? Six. Six. Yeah. Um like six full sitting there. I mean there are moments when I'm like I'm thinking of the music sure. to use, so I shot Friday. Uh Saturday I didn't touch it at all. Um I was really trying to think of what music I wanted to use for what part, so I I throughout the day I'm kinda running through my head. Mm-hmm what I shot and how I wanted to present it and it was it was fairly easy because like we did like the first part is like your speech so I mean that was like you know just flat and I, I kind of you kind of took work out of my hands and by like just going ahead and cutting up the important parts that you that you mm-hmm. wanted to portray but uh, the second half um, I realized with like a web series like you know you want it to be depends on how interesting the story you're telling but like we hit that like 10 minute mark mm-hmm. And after the music came um, Sunday, after I got home, like I, I jumped right at it. Um, Is the music what motivates you? Yeah. I can tell because you always have your earphones in. You always have a song in your head that you'll just like start spitting it out a couple seconds and then you're gone. So I did that during uh, the Team Sar event. Yeah. And I did it during uh, uh, Friday. So I'm that I'm listening to the song that I'm thinking in my yeah. mind I'm going to play. So there was a song I had in mind to use for the ending um, right when the logo dropped. Mm-hmm. And it really brought about like this emotion that I was like, yeah, that'll be pretty sweet. And I listened to that song on repeat uh-huh. Friday. But then that changed as I started editing it. And so I realized that a lot of the shots that I got at the end of right at the end of the workout we're all getting ready to go up to Paddington mm-hmm. Pints. And I really wanted to bring about the emotion of, like, the group of people. Yeah, the fellowship. Um, yeah. And then it completely changed after that. Yeah. And I actually ended up using an instrumental from a producer that I know, Danny E.B. And I used the same instrumental for my, uh, I guess, my our pregnancy announcement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks, yeah. man. Um, yeah, so I, I, I have, I, I almost have, like, Five or six records that I know I'm going to use. Uh huh. Five of those are completely copyright free. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have to figure out what to do with the sixth one. Yeah. Because that's so that's the important thing to know in regard. Like, there are a lot of producers online that you can search up if you need like royalty free music. I mean, they sell instrumentals for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. That you know you can chop up certain parts and use it over a period of your series. Um, then there's a lot of royalty-free music where you don't have to pay a dime for it. But since we don't have any ads 
on the first two videos, I used um, records that do have, like, they're not copyrighted blocked, but, like, you can use their music as long as you don't have ads in the videos. Mm -hmm. oh. So, like, we use a song uh, for this episode one by Chance the Rapper and Jeremiah called Are You Live? And it's off a mixtape. And so, like, it's not an album, so they don't care if, like, you use it. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you did have any type of advertisement on it, like, there's probably going to be a split of the income that will mm -hmm. go to them. So, a.k.a., if you're getting paid and using their music, then they better be getting paid. Right. But since it's on a mixtape and it's not uh, an album mm -hmm. that's um, copywritten to the record label, right. it won't be blocked on Facebook. But So, you won't have to worry about that. Right. But, you know, YouTube, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, the, I think the music makes such a big difference. Mm -hmm. And even on that Team Star at the Arnold video, when you timed it just right and Lo was the one and she was flexing and it just happened to say Lauren in the song. Yeah. I was like, oh, he did it again. <laughs> I picked up on that. So there's a, there, there are a few parts that I was wondering if people would notice, like, um, so I essentially use that song. The, the title of the song is really weird. So it's, it's a little Uzi Vert. It's called 444 plus 222. I don't know what it means. Um, <laughs> but like when he's talking about like that breathe in, breathe out, yeah. breathe in. And like I'm like, yo. That's this everything one, this about one. working out. Right. And yeah. so, but he does his part where it's like speed up, slow down. And so you'll see parts where I like speed ram mm -hmm. at certain portions. Um, Good uh, thing of Haley running when you speed her up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... That was that was probably one of the biggest things you'll see in like music videos is slow mo. Yeah. So shooting something at twenty or sixty frames or one hundred and twenty frames per second and like cutting it in half to like twenty four or thirty to bring about like this sort of like dreamy type uh -huh. of effect to it. Um, that's like super integral to get that vibe right out of it. Yeah. And not to mention, I know I'm, I'm I just keep going on and on about you, but. The transitions, the Team Star Gauntlet video, mm -hmm. where there was a there's a part where Dale was snatching a kettlebell, and the video came down, and then it came back up, and it was his partner, yeah. and that was like I, I remember watching that for the first time, being like, oh my gosh, I was not <laughs> expecting that. It was it was so cool, and and those are things that people don't really think about, um, like as being a part of like the cinematography of it. Right. I guess you know, like those are things that you're seeing. As you're recording, as you're listening to your music, and I just think that that is so awesome, so awesome. Yeah, man, I, I don't have to run around filming, you know, random things in like regards to the city, um, yeah. because I get to like do it here at the gym, so it makes it a little bit more fun. Because I, I wanted to originally start doing filming for uh, like soccer, uh -huh. and try to get an internship with the Columbus Crew. Oh, that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the music videos, that really, really helped. So, like, you guys kind of provided me an outlet yeah. to sort of kind of, I guess, express myself in that way. So, I'm, like, always looking for, like, the next video to start mm -hmm. shooting immediately when I'm done. Like, because I'll be honest, I do not remember what the Team Sorry event video looks like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you <laughs> like, it's completely yeah. out of my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and by the time we move on to, like... Episode three, I probably won't remember what episode right. one looks like. Yeah. But yeah. that's probably good from a creative standpoint because you're clear. Yeah. You know, you're you're in the clear and you just move on, record the next video. It it's gonna have the same look because it's you, but right. it's gonna have a totally different feel. Yeah, uh there's like a long story about like Andre Three Thousand from Outcast 
where he said people he was interviewed like Rolling Stone magazine they asked him like how often does he listen to their own music and he said never and the guy was like confused like you never listen to your own songs and because like you figured you know yeah he was like no he's like when we record it and you've listened to the final cut he's like I've literally never if it wasn't playing in the venue I was in I've ne- or we're performing it, I've never listened to another one of our songs. Yeah. And so I, I started music production when I was 17, and I kept having to make beats over and over again. You kind of have to forget the last thing so yeah. the next thing isn't influenced by it, so you can kind of start yeah. from scratch. And that's so I, probably where that comes from. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I know we talk a lot of technical aspects of video production and editing, um, but the main point is, like, if you're, if you're a small business owner and you're just getting started... You gotta keep in mind, like we've been in this game for seven years, and we're at the point to where now we can afford we can afford a full time videographer. So mm-hmm. I don't want people to like get too overwhelmed, right? To think, oh my uh, gosh, I need to find some- I need to call Derek ASAP. Like I used to do a lot. <laughs> of- <laughs> what do you? If you're thinking that you're ready right, for right, it. Right, right, right. Um, I used to do a lot of shit by myself, and it was just terrible. Um, as far as editing and, and hey, the splice the splice games the splice game was real. <laughs> Come uh, on, no, I'm talking like from 2010, 2011. Oh, your PowerPoint days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> wow. But my point is, like, you gotta a lot of the stuff now is whether it's social media, YouTube, Facebook. You need to understand that in addition to your core business, whatever that business is. You need to think of yourself that you're in the media business, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because no one, like, no one can tell your story the way you can, and you have to be in control of your story. And a lot of this stuff is very similar to running a political campaign, um, like all the spin and all that stuff is like you got to be like if people want to know more about ABC Company, like you be. You damn well better make sure you're the one that has the content out there for them to see, right? Because they want to ha- they want to establish a relationship with you as the business first before they decide to do business with you via commerce. Yeah, uh, the biggest thing you learn in the music industry is people kind of wonder why this new age of of rappers, um, older rappers, old heads, as they call them consider these young kids weirdos because like dyeing their dreads and stuff like that and like the skinny jeans but but they were raised in this generation of just kind of documenting everything videoing everything Mm -hmm. and they started doing it when they were trying to be up and coming Mm -hmm. artists and they kind of just put themselves out there whether it was you know a facade or it was actually them um, so the people that buy their music, they're not just bought, like they bought into their brand a long mm-hmm. time ago. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what they want. They want like more of that person. Right. Like, yeah, they want to feel like they're connected to them. Mm-hmm. And if essentially as you look at that person, they're a business. It's no different than what you, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah they, everybody wants a behind the scenes look. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a Manchester United, like diehard fan mm-hmm. i spend tons of time on youtube looking at like in the tunnel scenes of just the camera yeah and before they come out and when they come in from workouts why i don't know yeah but that's just this behavior well it's the same thing as like and you know we'll kind of wrap it up but ufc fights they promote the they promote the fight by selling the story mm-hmm. in the lead up 
to the fight. Right. Like, the fight's only going to be five, five-minute rounds. Right, right. But they will, like, if you look at, whether it's true or not, if you look at the um, Mayweather-McGregor, yeah, that was the single most hyped yeah. thing in the world, and you like they both said afterwards, like, like McGregor was going off on Mayweather beforehand, and it sold tickets. Yep, because people got interested in the fight because of this supposed beef between the two mm-hmm. of them, right? And the whole thing, and like UFC's the same way. Like they'll have a month worth of TV shows following the two fighters in their training camps and behind the scenes the whole way. And that's how people get interested and want to purchasing the fight. Yeah. So it's just something to keep in mind as you, as you progress. And you don't need a full-time videographer. you got your cell phone. You have a connection to Facebook. You have a connection to YouTube at all times. Um, just tell that story. You can, you're able to tell that story yourself. But if they wanted somebody, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Um, you can hit me up on Facebook. Um, Derek Mosley the second um, email McFly since 86 at gmail I'm on Twitter McFly since 86 I'm on Instagram as McFly since 86 uh, I don't want to give out my cell phone number <laughs> um, but yeah I'm, I'm always approachable um, you know whatever you need I'm trying to add value any way shape or form I can to the community mm-hmm. that was the whole reason I moved back not just kind of like to move back and just be here um, I wanted to take all the things that I learned while the four years I was in Columbus and went to school and got a chance to be able to intern and kind of like grow and bring that back here and add some sort of value to the change. Because I have to be honest, like I've, I've told you before, um, I was one of the individuals that um, before I moved in 2012 to go to Columbus, like I complained a lot about the mm-hmm. stuff that was happening here. And um, it was right at the early moment when I started reading like um, a lot of like Simon Sinek Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Andrews. Uh, I really got into personal development books a lot, which my mom had kind of like been trying to get me to read since high school, and it just kind of changed the six inches, six inches between my ears. And I realized that, like you know, just to come, just to kind of complain about an issue or to say like you wish things could be a certain way, and you have the ability, the capacity to sort of be a part of that change, but like you're not willing to. You're like you're just complaining. You're whining. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, and I. It's harsh, but I consider a person to sort of like feed off of what the town is giving and not give back. Like, I mean, you're kind of a parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it seems bad, but we all have some something we could give back. I mean, it could be as little as somebody that you don't know is having a bad day near your cashier Kroger. Like one conversation, like you could, get, could cheer them up. Exactly. And, and just that type of positivity. Um, could spread and you don't have to do anything major like like start a business but like um, my mom before she got started with the senior games she was tired of seeing trash build up on this wall on 17th street at the end of their block so she would get up early in the morning and she had been going for walks for Mm -hmm. quite some time at 6 a.m so she started going for walks taking trash bags and she started picking up cans and she was getting tons and tons of cans and trash and when the city finally came and cut the hedges, they revealed more. Yeah. So this one lady asked her, what are you doing? I always see you come back with these trash bags. My mom was like, I go for a walk in the morning. It's kind of my time with God. And I was going out here cleaning up. And next thing you know, over a week or two, three or four women started going out and with my mom and cleaning up. And she's like friends to this day with this lady. It's like yeah. eight, nine years ago. 
And now you're seeing like a few people on the block that we've known for years. They're out like cleaning up cans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So like that one little choice could help change just your neighborhood, just your street. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a ripple effect for sure. Yeah. And I just wanted to come back and try to do my part to help improve things. So if it's just in video to help kind of change the culture of the way things are perceived here, because there are positive things happening here. And if that is a story to be told, I want to be able to help tell it. Mm -hmm. And so if that starts here, if that starts at, you know, at Patties and Pints um, with the senior games, however I can help, I want to be a part of that storytelling process. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Good. We're glad you came back. Listen, you're with me. (laughs) (laughs) Locked in. Yeah, I, I don't have time to shoot a web series, but I, I you know, commercials, whatever right. you need. Yeah. Onesies and twosies here and there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Yep. So, as Dale mentioned before, um, you can go on YouTube right now. Yep. Check out Doc Spartan TV. Yep. Get a little inside access look at what goes on here at the gym. And subscribe. Yes, yes. make Become sure you subscribe. Become a subscriber. But until next time. Peace. Peace. Spotlight to shine on me. What I got, I didn't get for free. I broke my back and skinned my knees. Working hard just to stay alive. I don't need much, just enough to survive. Make a dollar